1: everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Mr. Eric Vitro.
0: Hello, nice to see
1: you. What is going on today?
0: Oh God, you know, it's a typical day. All I do is work. I get up, I sit here at my keyboard and teach voice all day, teach singing all day long.
1: If it makes you feel better, I work. All day, too. I feel like I used to have a life at some point, but I'm not sure what that feels like.
0: You know, who cares? Because we love what we're doing. We have fun doing it. And who would we rather spend our time with than these great people, right? That is very true.
1: So I want to talk all about your great new podcast, Backstage Pass. But before we get there, I want to know a little bit about you. So growing up, was it always music for you, like right from the beginning?
0: It always, always was. I don't remember anything else. You know, I was kind of forced to do other things. Go skiing, go bowling, play tennis. I was not interested in all of it. I mean, I was okay. Like, all right, I'll do it. But all I wanted to do was sit at the piano and play and have people sing while I played the piano, since I can remember like being five, six, seven years old.
1: Wow. Like, when did you realize like you had, you know, a talent and like you had a voice? Well, you
0: know, I mean, my talent, I've always thought, is really, well, I knew playing the piano, because all my relatives, you know, which I guess happens to most kids when they're really young, your relatives listen, and they make a fuss, but I could tell they were a little bit like, they like, do it again, we want to hear more, so that was always an ego boost, and gave me energy, but when I was in grade school, you know, one of the teachers would say, oh, so-and-so's having trouble learning the song, can you work with them on it? And I started taking kids home. Like there was this one kid, Jack, who was very athletic. We're in the fifth grade, by the way, or fourth grade. But anyway, you know, we sort of are those types already when we're young. And I taught him a song that he was going to audition for the school musical, which was like a, I don't know, six minute skit. But anyway, and it bonded us like we were friends for life, even though we didn't hang out and do stuff. We were bonded from that experience. So because I did that, my cousin started doing beauty pageants. So I would coach her on her singing and performing. So it's just something I've always done. And I've always thought, wow, people really respond to this and like it.
1: Did you want to be a singer yourself, like all these wonderful people you... Try. Not really.
0: You know, I did sing and I sang in a couple things. And I did a few off, off Broadway musicals when I lived in New York. I was going to NYU. I was taking some classes at Juilliard. But what I realized early on is I didn't really enjoy it that much. I had stage fright, so I didn't enjoy being on stage. But what I did love was being around the people, being backstage. And I was always like helping the other actors try this, try that. And so it, it hit me one day like, that's what you should be doing. Like, that's your calling. So
1: how, you know, listen, it's a tough business, any aspect of this wonderful entertainment business that we're both in. How did you break into it? Because it's not easy, you know, even though you're not a singer yourself, it's still hard to break in with like these big names that you work with.
0: You know, I it was just this very incremental step-by-step, not even anything, I certainly didn't have it planned out. I mean, the one thing I guess in my mind was I do remember Saying One time we were watching television, I was at home and I was like, oh, I'd love to work with whoever it was on television. You know, it was probably Bette Midler because she was one of my favorites. And I remember saying to my father, I want to go to Hollywood and work with these people. And he was like, what the hell do you think? Like, how do you think you're going to get there and do that? And, you know, I ended up working with Bette Midler for 14 years or 15 years. So I did do that, but it wasn't like the plan. It was just like, I had that in mind, like, oh, that would be so great. I just started working with people and little by little, you know, you get that, um, what do you call it? Uh, Not name recognition, but when people recommend you. So you work with one person, you do a good job. They tell their friend, that friend tells another friend. And it was all word of mouth.
1: Who was the first like recognizable name? that we would know today that kind of kick-started that?
0: Well, there was a lot of theater people that you probably wouldn't recognize, but that was big to me, huge to me, people on Broadway. I was so excited by that. But probably the most famous first person that everybody knew, believe it or not, was Rue McClanahan from Golden Girls, who played Blanche Devereaux, And um, she did a few musicals. She did, I believe it was Nonsense 1 and 2 for A&E. She did Annie, the musical at the Muni. And I worked with her for a few years, and she was, you know, world famous, kind of a household name because of Golden Girls. So she probably was the first one and she was so much fun. It was a great entrance into that world because she couldn't have been easier or more fun to be around.
1: Wow. And then from that, it just kind of led to it. I mean, that is how this business works. Like it led to another person, another person before you know it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then there were a few producers that started hiring me. Like you work on one thing with one of them and they go, oh, we want you to work on the next movie, you know? And there were these two producers Craig Zayden and Neil Maron. Craig Zayden, who was like my angel I always think of when I came to LA, he was so supportive. And he and his uh, producing partner, uh, Neil Maron, would you know, hire me to do things. So I did the remake of Annie with Kathy Bates and Victor Garber and Chicago and a couple of things. you know. And then once again, word of mouth, you, if you do a good job and you work really hard, people want to recommend you.
1: Yeah. At what point did you say, you know, wow, like this is real. You know what I mean? Like I'm busy, I'm booked. Like, did you have that like aha moment? Like this is a real
0: sustainable career. There was no real one aha moment because it's all I've ever done. So I just kept doing it. Like, you know what I mean? There was no one big moment. I just kept doing it and doing it, and doing it, and doing it. And so, yeah, there was never any one specific turning point. It just kept growing, but like I said, very small, which I look back on, I'm so grateful for, you know, because all the people I worked with before the big stars I get to work with now, you know, I learned so much from them. And, you know, not all of them were great and talented. Some had other jobs, but they came in just because they wanted to for fun or enjoyment. And I learned so much because if you can make those people get better, people that don't really have a lot of vocal potential and don't have aspirations of being great, so they're not practicing that much. If you can improve them, well, then you can improve anybody. (laughs) Right.
1: You can improve people with like a ton of talent. Yeah, that
0: really have talent.
1: I'm in such a good mood because I just got my new rain jacket t-shirts and sweaters in the mail from Tentry. Not only are these products fashion forward, but they're earth friendly. Tentry sells lots of different products, including clothing, underwear, outerwear, activewear, and more. What I love is that not only are these fashion forward, like I said, but everything they make is manufactured ethically and from materials that are either sustainably sourced or recycled. Besides being sustainable, Tentry clothing is so soft and so comfortable. I'm already wearing these t-shirts like all day and all night. Listen, for every item purchased from Tentree, they plant 10 trees, and this helps take carbon out of the air, replenish ecosystems, and it gives jobs to tree planters and communities around the world. To learn more about Tentree's planting mission and to grab some comfy, sustainable clothes, check out their website, www.tentree.com. And because you're listening to this podcast, use code VELVET to get 15% off your first order. That's www.tentree.com dot com. Use code velvet to get 15% off your first order. Well, it must have been word of mouth because if you go onto your social media profiles, you basically have no Facebook. Your Instagram has, I think one picture posted. I just, Sorry. I
0: just started Instagram. They, the podcast company said, you got to do an Instagram. I was like, no way. I've never done anything. And they're like, no, you have to. So they set up a few accounts and and they were like, what do you want to call it? Cause there was one that someone set up years ago and I never touched it. And I couldn't remember the password. So they said, what do you want to call? It? We're going to do a new one. And I was like, I don't know, Eric Vitro finally. And so that's what it is at Eric Vitro finally. So I've been posting there. So I think I have like 12 pictures in the past week. And then there's one that's for the podcast backstage pass EV and I never did that before. And I always thought that my clients appreciated that I didn't. So I wasn't always trying to trade on their fame or whatever. But now I think they understand that that's the only way you really advertise, right? A podcast is by social media. So they were like, you got to do something. So now I'm doing it.
1: Unfortunately, it is by social media. I always say, if I wasn't doing this, you would probably never see me on social media either. It's
0: yeah. So it's, it's a it, job. It's going to
1: suck you in. Just beware.
0: I don't think it will. I'm just not I out. will get sucked in, but I'll do just enough because, you know, I do want to get the word out. I, I think people will really enjoy it and not just people who want to be singers. I think that anyone can be inspired. If you hear someone like Ariana Grande, who, you know, let's face it, was born with a pretty spectacular voice. But when you find out how hard she works. That, you know, her whole day is geared towards that performance at night. I think anybody, whether you're a dancer or a a sports person or anybody is going to go, oh, wow, when you work really hard at something, you get really good at it, but that's the only way to do it. So I'm hoping it inspires anybody who listens
1: how did this whole backstage pass? I mean, we're going to go through some of the people you work with. You do work with the Ariana Grandes and many other names. How, whose idea was this? Like, how did this come about? I mean, it's a great idea. Like, you know, these people you're working
0: with them. Yeah. You know, I, I was on a podcast. I was on one episode, um, Michael Lewis, the author, he's written a lot of big best selling books, like the blind side and the big short Moneyball. So I was on an episode of his show. It was a challenge. Like can you really make anybody sing? And so I worked with him to make him sing. And he sang at the end of the episode. And so one day we were talking, and I said, yeah, I started a book years ago and I never had time to finish it. I just didn't have time to sit and do it. And I was interviewing a lot of my famous clients on what did they think, you know, how did they do it? Like, what was their process? All of that. And he said, that's a podcast. And I went, oh, I don't know. And he was like, no, it is. And then next thing I knew, his company, uh, Pushkin Industries, which Malcolm Gladwell co-started, co-founded. They called me and said, We think you should do this. And that's how it got started. I had n- I didn't know what I was doing. You know, but I called Ariana, Sean Mendez, Camila Cabello. I called a bunch of them and said, What do you think about this? Is this a good idea? And everybody was like, Yes, I'm in, I'll do it. I was like, All right.
1: Well, I'm sure then Pushkin said, Wait, you can bring an interview with Ariana and Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello, and yes, like green light, green light, green light.
0: Well, I didn't promise them that in the beginning. I was like, I don't know if these people are going to want to talk. I don't know if they're going to want to do it. I, you know, I really didn't know. I was like, either want me to talk about voice and the process of it and encouraging people or not. And so, but they seemed all for it, but then it was obviously the icing on the cake that everybody said, yes.
1: That's the icing on the cake. So let's do some quick hits. So like Ariana, you said, like, just watch. She's a workhorse, just works, works, works.
0: Yeah, but you know, I think what you get with her and with most of the people is it's their passion. So it's really not work. It is work and it's hard work and it's tasking and exhausting, but they love doing it, you know? And I can see it in their eyes, you know, even when we're doing a lesson and we work on a song, I can see it in their eyes that they're loving doing it, it's enjoying that. I've been with Ariana for probably about 14 years. And so I've known her when she was really young and she would just get this look in her eyes when she was singing and it was beautiful. Just at, at my house or at a party at my house. We talk about that, that she sang at parties at my house. And, you know, same thing with a lot of them. Sean Mendez, so dedicated, wants to do it every day. Rosalia, you know, they all, they really enjoy it. It's their passion. So, you know, they enjoy what, it. What about Katy Perry? What is Katy Perry like? Oh my God, Katy Perry... You know, one of my favorite stories about Katy Perry is um, I never really traveled with her, but one night we were somewhere in a hotel getting ready, and then she was performing at some award show, and we all got in kind of the same sprinter and rode over together. It was like, you know, within two blocks or something, and the security guard was a little funny, and her driver was just, I'm with Carrie, you know, Katy Perry. And she said to him after, please don't ever, ever speak to anybody like that. She said, he's doing his job. He's trying to protect us and everybody going in. And I thought, oh my God, what an amazing person. She really cares about anybody around her. She's very um, maternal like that. She's very caring. So working with her was great. And oh, so she so. said to
1: you like because you said to the security guard and then she was like just please treat him't
0: yeah treat him with respect don't
1: don't be abrupt
0: with him You that know it says a
1: lot about making content is such an essential part of what I do to keep this show going but it hasn't always been a seamless creative process. I'll be honest, my design skill level ain't so great and my ability to learn new platforms is even worse. Ever since I found Canva Pro, I can design anything like a pro on any device. I feel like such an expert. Listen, it's a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content with just a few clicks. Designing with Canva Pro is so much fun and it's fast. You could choose from thousands of templates that are easy to customize, or you can just start from scratch. What I like the best about Canva Pro is everything is in one place and it helps me stay organized. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, video editor. It's all right there for just $12.99 a month. You and four teammates can unlock everything Canva Pro has to offer. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.me slash velvetrobe to get free 45 days of an extended trial period. That's Canva dot me slash velvet robe and you get a free 45-day extended trial period. You're going to be designing things that are so amazing. You can
0: thank me later. Yeah, she was great. And she was always so supportive of other singers. I even say in the podcast, Ariana's first big televised appearance was Ellen. And within minutes after it aired on television, My phone started, I kept getting, and I look and it's Katy Perry texting me and goes, that girl's amazing. Cause I had introduced them a while before Ariana was famous, you know? And Katy was like, she's amazing. She's incredible. She has the best pop voice there is. I want to talk to her and I want to encourage her and blah, blah, blah. So she was always very encouraging of other singers. Do you ever, you know, I know
1: you don't spill and it's all confidential, but like, do you ever, you know, when someone comes to you and they're like, Let's practice this song. Is it like specific songs of like you know this is the next hit? Like the album's not out yet. Like do you get you know do you hear all these songs a lot of the time before the rest of the world does?
0: Yeah, I mean, part of my job is you know I try to enhance people's voice, make them sound better, really show them how to maintain their voice so they keep it, they don't lose it. And then a lot of times it's how do we perform? Or how do I get them to perform the song as great as it sounds or as perfect as it sounds on the album? every night on tour, which is not easy. It just isn't, you know? I mean, in the recording studio, that might be the one thing you do that day, get up, go to the recording studio, record the song. If you're on tour, you might get up at five in the morning, do, you know, a television show, do an interview show, do some radio shows, do a meet and greet, do the sound check, you know, talk to the people at the theater, talk to your musicians and then get on stage. So it's a whole nother world. You're, you could be vocally exhausted, if you don't take care of yourself or use the right technique.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any situations where, and you don't have to mention who, cause I know you won't like where you've seen, you know, you're working with some big celebrity and you're just like diva alert, like man or woman, you're like,
0: You know, I have been so lucky. No, I used to say, I can't write a tell all. I can't even write a tell a little because they've all been great. I I seriously mean that. I know no one believes me when I say it, but it's true. There's just been no diva behavior. Most of these people are really great people. And when they know you care about them and they trust you, they treat you well, you know? So I think that I'm sure that there's people I've worked with who have had maybe some behavior in the past that, could be perceived as, you know, not so great, but you just never know what pushed them to that point. You know what I mean? Like usually something must've gone wrong. Somebody didn't do their job. Somebody made a mistake. So they probably got agitated. Like we all do, right? You know, we all might go, I can't believe you did that. I get agitated,
1: not in life. In life, I mean, you could like slap me in the face and I would say, thank you. But work-wise, I get agitated about 7,000 times a day. Yeah. I mean, I keep it to myself mostly, but sometimes I'm sure that comes out in the inappropriate ways.
0: Yeah. I, I just haven't seen it. I, I I swear. I would tell you, I wouldn't tell you who it was with. I would tell you. <laughs> well, did you, cause like, I know you worked with like Darren Chris and John
1: Stamos. Like, did you, you worked on Glee? Was that all on Glee?
0: I did work. I didn't work specifically on Glee, but I worked with a lot of the people privately while they were doing Glee and after. So I worked with, you know, Leah Michelle, Darren Chris, Matthew Morrison, I've known for years. So I worked with Matthew on that. John Stamos is one of my best, best, best friends. And I worked with him on it. And, oh, there was a lot of them, Pekka Tobin. I'm trying to think of all of them. Jenna um, Oskowitz, I can't remember everybody's name, but I did work with at least 10 people from the show.
1: And you never saw any diva behavior from any
0: of those people mentioned? No, and I know who you're probably referring to. And I swear on the Bible, never once. I really didn't. I just didn't. And it's funny because Kristen Chenoweth was on the show, and and one day we just talked for a minute about you know that someone said someone had ex- exhibited some you know behavior that wasn't exactly you know calm. Um, and both of us said, "Have you ever seen anything?" I said, "No." She said, "Neither have I." And we were both like, "We've never seen it." So no, I. I have to say, I really haven't. I, I would be honest with you there because I, I wouldn't like that. If I saw someone behaving badly, I'd be the first person to call them out and say, you know what? That's bullshit. You shouldn't be doing that. I don't think anybody should be doing it because everybody is working so hard, whether it's behind the scenes, in front of the camera, all of that, that really there's there's no time for that crap. And
1: like if your name is like number one on the
0: call sheet, it's almost like the opposite. It's like you set the tone. Yeah, I but like I, a responsibility. I never saw any of that behavior. I wish I had, because I know it would be fun and dishy to tell you, but.
1: Well, I've had other people on here that have said that they've seen it and have gone. Well, and you experience. know, and I'm
0: not taken away yeah. from them. And that's the thing. If they did have that experience, then that was their experience and they did it. I was never on the set ever on Glee. You know, almost exclusively, it's either been at my house, in my studio, where I am right now, or in their dressing room. So there you go. I mean, who's going to act like a diva here? Why, why would they? You know what I mean? Well, and I
1: think, you know, they're trusting you in a sense with their biggest asset, like their moneymaker, yeah. and you're there to help them. Yeah. So I would think, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting that. I, like, I just would think that, you know, you're there to really help everybody with their voice. Yeah, You know, it's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays. And today you can save big on a gift you'll use every day. Raycon wireless earbuds. These are literally my go-to earbuds for everything. Working out, walking, working from home with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit. You can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. I love that it Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life. I have to tell you guys, Guys, I'm really picky with audio quality and the audio quality is amazing, especially compared to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon starts at half the price. The new everyday Airpods come with three sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best. There's also a built-in mic and you can take calls on your Airpods at the press of a button. You guys can go to buyraycon.com velvet today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash velvet to unlock up to 20% off your Raycon. Buyraycon.com slash
0: velvet. So like I said, I'm, I'm not saying it's not true because I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I just never experienced it.
1: Well- Ariana Grande has said that you're she you're her favorite person ever. Vanessa Hutchins has said coming to your house is like going to a friend's house. Oh. Katy Perry says you have more positive energy than anyone she's ever met and that you don't dish. So I knew you wouldn't dish, but yet I still invited you here behind the velvet rope. and that, you know, she trusts you implicitly. So I mean, nobody has anything bad to say about you. Are you really this nice? You know, here's,
0: (laughs) well, the answer would be yes and no. I mean, I can be as dishy as the rest of them, but you're just asking about people that I have nothing to dish about. If you ask me about some of my personal friends, I could write a book, but here's the thing. Uh, You know, it's such a good environment. Like people come in, they want to be helped. They want to learn. They want to get better. They have a goal in mind and we work on it. So It's just really pleasant, even when it's there's high stakes and there's some nerve wracking, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? What's the words when the stakes are so high, like a live show, like the Grammys. That's a big show or the Oscars, you know, live. You're out in front of millions and millions of people. So people's nerves might be a little on edge, but, you know, for the most part, and I always try to keep it light. And funny, if I can joke about something, I will. Because I always think that's the best way to diffuse your nerves is to find something humorous about it and to laugh about it, not try to hide from it. Just go with it, you know? And so, and I'm very lucky. I am a pretty upbeat person. I I don't, I I feel like I used to have to work at it when I was much younger. Now, I, I just am that person. I'm lucky. That's, you know.
1: The older we get, right? The more just like whatever,
0: yeah, when you've been through a lot and you see, and I also have a lot of empathy because I know how hard it is. I I can't imagine, you know, when you're on the world stage and everybody's looking at you, talking about you, commenting on you or whatever. I just can't imagine what that would be like. I can't imagine how overwhelming that must feel, you know, the good things and the negative things, you know, both. And so. You know, I just feel like my job is to keep everything happy and light and make people feel good and have the right mind space to get out on stage and perform because you have to be in the right mind space. You have to.
1: Do you get starstruck? I mean, you know, many, many, many years of Bette Midler and
0: all these other people. I mean, are you the type that gets starstruck? Well, you know, what I would say is I get awestruck with people's talent or their accomplishments. So if someone's just famous that I meet, then I I wouldn't say I was starstruck by them because I've, you know, been around so many. But I am awestruck by talent and by people's accomplishments. And that never goes away. Like if I meet someone when they're 15 and I keep seeing their accomplishment, each accomplishment is exciting to me. It never gets old. So in that sense, yes, I'm continually in a state of It never gets old. I never get jaded. I'm excited about every single one of them. And I am excited every time I get to work with a new person. It's really fun for me and exciting. So, yes, I guess the answer is yes. (laughs) What's what's
1: Bette Midler like?
0: Oh, my God. She's like in the space of an hour, you might meet five or six people. I mean, she has so much going on. And she's funny and witty, but very serious, very concerned about the world, very politically active, very concerned about the environment. I mean, she sent me like four cartons of paper straws and said, if I ever catch you with a plastic straw in your house, you're dead. You know, like she's very concerned about those things. And she's also really, really funny, but she's very dedicated. I mean, it's unbelievable. When we were doing, I worked on her Vegas show with her, And she was in her 60s, I think 62, 63 or whatever. And, you know, she'd get up and run two to four miles. She would do a Pilates class. She would work out. She would take a dance class. She would do a dance rehearsal. I would fly up. We would do a voice lesson for 90 minutes. Then she would do hair and makeup, then do the show, then do a meet and greet. I mean, she was going the entire day. And that was so inspiring to me. It it really made me think, wow, that is very, very inspired to see someone at that age, so passionate and enjoying it so much
1: and working really hard
0: working really really hard never phoning it in never being casual but she's as charming and as funny and for sure as interesting as you might think
1: i'm picturing her being pretty interesting
0: the whirling birds
1: <laughs> do you ever because like you said you know it's your job to like keep everybody calm and like they have a job to do and these big performances do you because like you have to be living under a rock sometimes like not to read things about like you said like you know like ariana katie perry like so when you read or hear not that you're looking for it you know like mgk and megan fox i know you've worked with machine gun kelly or megan fox one of those two i think but like do you like then do you, when someone comes to your house, are you like, well, they might be in a bad mood today. Like, I mean, do you get into that? Like the personal stuff with them or like, is it like, how could you not know what's going on with certain people, whether, you know, you're not looking for dirt, but it's just in your face. Yeah.
0: Well, by the way, I I barely know MG. I I know him because he did a song with Camila. I got to know him and then I did a few lessons with him and he was great. What a great guy. We had a really interesting conversation the first time we ever worked together. Very smart. Um, You know, sometimes I'll feel it when someone comes in. Once in a while, someone will give me a heads up, like a manager or agent or a mom might say, hey, just so you know, they're going through a rough patch because they know I don't know. They know I try to stay away from all that. So they'll just kind of say, just letting you know, or they're tired because, and a lot of times they'll come in and just say to me, hey, I had a really rough night because or this happened. And so then I try to go, okay, well, let's work on it. Let's try to Let go of it. Let's do some breathing exercises. Let's just let that out of our body. Because if you can just get someone to be in the present moment, I don't know if you ever read the Eckhart Tolle book, uh, The Power of Now, but being in the present moment right now in this moment, everything is okay. You know, letting go of the past and not, you know, paying attention to the future. Now, I have a cousin who's the opposite. Her motto. Her husband used to say. Her motto was, "Why enjoy the present when you can regret the past and fear the future?" <laughs> Which I was like, "Oh my god, that that was so her." But the truth is, I mean, even she's changed. But I feel like, yeah, if you can be in the present moment, everything else just kind of falls away. And then they remember, oh yeah, I'm doing something I love.
1: That's true. I mean, you can't worry about the future if you're, yeah, you know, if if if, if you're here now,
0: yeah. Do you still
1: like have stage fright yourself? Like, you know, like if you were at the Grammys, like, okay, you're not gonna perform, but when you're there, you're in, you could feel the buzz, I'm sure. Like you get someone like an Ariana ready for the Grammys. Are you just like, oh my God, thank God that's not me
0: no it's it's now it's really turned into excitement i just get very excited for them most of the people i work with i feel very confident in their ability and know they're going to go out and do a good job i mean the only time when i would get a little apprehensive or anxiety ridden is if i have like four or five people on the same show that's hard trying to divide your time make everyone feel good make everyone feel like you're giving them your full attention that's really hard. So sometimes you're running back and forth from dressing room, dressing room. And some places they have some people in the dressing room and some people across the street in trailers upstairs on the roof. So like I'm flying, so I'm wearing, you know, like track shoes just to be able to get back and forth. So that might give me some anxiety. But as far as stage fright or nervousness, I really, I just get excited for them.
1: And you're just like a proud father just sitting there waiting. I mean, no matter how old they are, like even with a Bat mother' just holding your breath saying like, Just hit those notes and just do well today.
0: Yeah. I mean, people who have been near me will say, you know, you're breathing with them. You're taking every breath. You're mouthing the words. Your body's sort of going along with the movement that they're doing. And I'm always unaware of it because I'm just so focused on them. It's almost like you go into a trance and you're just so focused not just on watching, but I'm always trying to send out like a mentally positive vibes, mental telepathy, like make this go well. This has got to go well. You like, know.
1: Please let it go well. Yeah. It's 2021 and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. That's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers and the number one word used to describe their shoes, you guessed it comfortable. Listen, now that fall is in the air, what better way to welcome the season than with new shoes like Rothy's best-selling flats, loafers, and sneakers. I picked myself up a pair of Rothy's driving loafers in camo, but they come in a variety of colors. What I love best about my Rothy's is not just the comfort, it's that they're washable and durable. They hold up wash after wash after wash. And yes, you are correct. They're not just for women anymore. They now have men's sneakers, and driving loafers. So listen, to help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited period of time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash velvet. Head to rothys.com slash velvet to find your new favorite pair of shoes today. And for a limited time, you'll receive $20 off. What about, what did you do with Heather Dubrow? We have a lot of housewives on this show here. And we have a lot of people who are listening that are obsessed with everything
0: housewives. So what what did you do with Heather? I'll I'll tell you something funny. So many, many years ago, and I don't remember how many years ago, it, it could have been 15 years ago. It could have been more. I worked with a really talented, beautiful girl named Heather Page Kent. And she used to sing with the Heather Page Cat Orchestra, and I really liked her, and I really enjoyed my time with her. She had this up energy and was really fun. And and then, you know, I didn't see her for years and completely lost track of her. And then I got an email from someone who said, Heather Dubrow really wants to come in and start working with you again. And I wrote, oh, you must have the wrong voice teacher. I've never worked with the Heather Dubrow because I didn't watch the show and I was unaware. And it's not that I don't want to watch television. I love television. I just never have time. I work till so late. And then I always have things to do. Walk my dog, feed my dog, do my invoicing, do the bills, you know, whatever. So I never have time to watch. So this went back and forth a couple of times. And she's like, yes, you do know her. You gave her voice lessons." And I was like, no, I didn't. And then all of a sudden she wrote back, oh, maybe you knew her by her former name. And I was like, oh, well, of course, Heather Page Kent. Yes, when did she want to come in? And then it was like no time had passed. I mean, it was so great and we had so much fun. And Heather actually really encouraged me to do something know outside of my house just teaching she was like you should set up a camera and do some youtube videos or whatever and i was like oh heather that's so not me i can't imagine myself doing it she was like i'll help you and then the uh pandemic came around because she was talking about maybe you know going out for some shows doing some shows wanting to go to new york and do a show and then i didn't really see her through the whole pandemic i did some lessons with her daughter who's very sweet and very talented but I didn't see her. And as a matter of fact, I need to call her and go, Hey, guess what? I've got a, i I'm glad you reminded me. I she's, she's been on my mind to get a hold of, but she's like, she walks in and she's she just fills the whole room with sunshine.
1: And she wanted to do some shows, like go out for some shows.
0: And, and so I'm going to guess now that the, we're getting past all of that, that she'll probably want to do that again.
1: Well, she's also coming back to the orange County housewives.
0: I heard, I mean, you know, Heather's that person who, She steps out of the car and she could be, she could, you could just take a do a photo shoot right then, no matter what day it is, no matter what time of day, the heels, the dress, the hair, everything about her is like ready to go. It's amazing.
1: Well, her name on the housewives is fancy pants. So if that tells you, Oh,
0: I didn't know that. So the next
1: time you see her or speak to her, you should call her Fancy Pants and ask her if she's enjoying I'm, drinking champagne. She drinks champagne and she's known as Fancy Pants. I
0: know about the the Berkeley coat because she sent me some for Christmas. I am going to text her the minute we hang up and say, hey, Fancy Pants, what's going she's, on?
1: She's been on this podcast with Terry. So, you know, there you yeah. go. And she was, you helped her in a band like way back in the day.
0: The Heather Page Kent Orchestra. Yeah. She was just one of those people who, just did things, you know, instead of talking about it, she would just do it. And that's what I loved so much about her. I like that. you know.
1: And what about you worked with
0: Erica Jane? Was that for Chicago? I did work with Erica Jane. Yeah. You know, I, once again, I didn't really know the show because I had watched a little bit and I know some of the people, you know, I've known Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna for years, like we go back, wait, like it could be 20 years for all I know. And I've known them forever. And they they're so great, such a gorgeous couple. And I actually worked with both of them when they did Chicago on Broadway. And I went to see them, I saw them and they were great. You know, I mean, Lisa's so athletic to begin with and always in such good shape, you know, and she was dancing her heart out and Harry learned all the tricks with the hat and the cane and everything. And And so I worked with them. So I knew they were on the show, and I knew Yolanda a little bit when she was married to David Foster, and I'd been to their beautiful house in Malibu. So, anyway, the Chicago people called and said, We have another person for you to work with, Erica Jane. And I was like, Oh, all right. And I'll tell you something funny you know, I didn't, because I hadn't seen her on the show, I just knew her in my house and I hadn't had time to Google her. And so she just came in and she never had makeup on, her hair was never like done special. She always had a t-shirt and sweatpants on, but she has the most perfect skin as I'm sure you know, cause you've seen her, she has this great skin, great hair and she always looked beautiful. And that's how I just looked at it though. Very casual, never, you know. So the day they said, Hey, can you, will you, can, will you allow cameras to come in and film you guys? And I was like, okay, sure. To promote her doing the show. So anyway, I was, I went in the hallway and I looked out the window and I saw her getting out of her car. I was like, oh my God. So I went tearing up the stairs. I was like, I can't look like this. So I like combed my hair really fast and I put on a jacket and I came running. I don't think I've ever even told anyone this story. I came running down the stairs and I tripped, but I caught myself, but I felt like I pulled my arm out of the socket. So when I opened the door, all I kept thinking about was, I wonder if I'll be able to play the piano because my hand was numb. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God, this is crazy. This is a nightmare. There's cameras and I'm not gonna be able to play and she's gonna be, but anyway, it all worked out and she was great. I loved her. We had so much fun working together.
1: As you saw her getting out of the car, you're like, wait, this is not the same girl in sweatpants that came over. Uh, Yeah,
0: there was no sweatpants. There was no t-shirt. Like, yeah, so that's why I put on a jacket as fast as I could. And, but you know, what was so great about working with her too, is that, um, one of the days she was coming for a lesson, I every year used to do this party in my backyard, or one of the things I did, it was an event for ASCAP, the music organization. And it was a lot of people, it was like 250, 275 people. And so I said to her, hey, you can come for a lesson that day, but people are going to be flying in and out of the house, setting up in the backyard and getting everything ready. And she was like, oh, don't worry about it, I'm fine. And so during our lesson, people were walking through the music room, doing stuff, banging, setting up lights. And she never once flints, never made a face. She was just, could not have been more calm. I don't even think she turned around to look at what was going on. She just looked at me. We did the lesson. She was very easy to be with. Wow. And I have to say, you know, look, I don't know any of the facts about what's going on. I mean, I know what people know a little, but I don't know factually what happened. But, you know, she's the type of person from what I knew of her in our working relationship that she'd say to him, hey, you messed up. We're going to fix this. We'll sell the house. We'll do what we have to. We'll keep going, but we're going to fix this. She and I, one of the things we talked about a lot was work ethic and working towards what you want and working hard towards what you want and achieving it and goal setting. And the people we both admired because they worked so hard. And she worked hard the time I was with her. Wow. Once again, I don't have any facts. I don't know what's going on. And I have not seen her since this whole thing happened, but. Did you see Chicago? I mean, I, I saw it. I didn't get to see her do it, you mean? I yeah. did get see it. I, I was so disappointed. There was so much going on in my life. I think when she was doing I believe it was the same time, the Grammys. I was working with four different artists at the Grammys. I was working with people at the Academy Awards. I was doing so many things. I was doing recording sessions. There was no way I had time to fly to New York and see her. And then the pandemic came along, so.
1: I mean, she was honestly better than I thought like, and that's not a, that's not an insult. It's truly, you know, like, look, we all know how it works and there's stunt casting and we know how it works and, but she was good. Like it was the right part for her. I, I really yeah
0: I, I could picture her. She is in a sense, you know, that part of Roxy Hart that is gonna get out there and do her best. She just, you know, wants to be a star and wants to do well and wants to entertain the audience. And I think Erica has that gene.
2: Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to Indicloud.co slash Spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to Indicloud.co slash Spring24. That's co.com to snag 30% off your first order.
1: And she was, like, very emotional, like, on the opening night. I went, you know, like, just someone who works hard who's, like, here I am. Wow. Like, it's... And Lisa, oh, you're
0: me wish I had seen it. Oh, I feel bad. I didn't get to see her.
1: I mean, look, it was cut short, right? I mean, I was going to see it again. So, but it was, it was good. And Lisa rena's is really fun to be
0: around. I mean, I would imagine. Oh my God. Lisa is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And you know, I, I used to throw these big Christmas parties. That's something else that went out the window partially because of the pandemic, but even before I just got too busy and they got too big, but One year, Lisa and Harry came from somewhere and they were at a big event. She was in a black evening gown. He was in a black tuxedo. The two of them sat on the couch in the living room and just sort of looked like the royal couple. They looked so beautiful. And everybody was like, oh, my God, they look so beautiful. Like everybody wanted to talk to them. But she's also so funny, very down to earth, very fun. Do you ever like
1: what's the current state of the music business now? Like, do you ever worry, you know, like when the music was changing and auto tune, like, and all of this? Do you ever say, like, my job's in trouble. Like, I mean, you know, like that was, you know, like music has changed throughout the years.
0: Yeah. No, for me, I feel like it just gets more exciting because it keeps changing. I think I'd get bored if it didn't. So I like all the change. That's like, Oh my God, something new to learn or, Oh, I never heard about that. So I really like it. I, you know, do I think every change is good? Not necessarily, but I've never been someone to me to spend one minute, Being negative about anything that's got to do with progress is a waste of time because you're not going to stop it. You know what I mean? It's like you're just not going to stop it. Radio couldn't stop television. Television can't stop, you know, movies. Black and white couldn't stop color movies. So to me, I'm not going to spend any time. I'm just going to go, oh great, let's go with this. Let's, you know. Now I still do a lot of my lessons as if none of those things that help people exist. Like I never think about auto-tune, like, oh, auto-tune will fix it. I just go, I want to make them sound as good as they can. Then if they still need a little auto-tune, great, whatever. But I don't count on those things.
1: Do you stay up on like current music? I mean, I'm not so great with current music. You know, I'm stuck in a different era at times. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever get calls from people and you're just like to yourself, like, who the hell is this? Meanwhile, you know, they're like one of the biggest selling artists of today's day and age.
0: Yeah, that does happen all the time because <laughs> it's impossible. How do you stay up with everything? I have trouble staying up with the people I work with. I, I, I'll see something or someone will say, oh, I love so-and-so's new single. And I'm like, oh my God, it dropped? I didn't even know that. Or they'll say, oh, that video is so great. i like, how could I not know they had a video? Because most of the people, when we're together, they're not promoting themselves. We have our relationship. So they don't even tell me half the time. And then when I'll text them and say, oh, I can't believe you didn't tell me, they're like, Oh, I, I thought you knew, or, oh, I didn't want to waste the time with it or whatever. So most of them are pretty humble. So they don't even tell me half the time. I'll find out someone who's on Fallon and I have to YouTube it a week later.
1: Right. Yeah. You're like, or like their album just, you know, hit like a whatever milestone. Oh, I, never sales.
0: I never look at the numbers because they're so changing up and down. So if someone says, oh, so-and-so is number one, I'm like, great. I want to celebrate that, but I'm not going to keep looking to see where that is. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Years ago, one of my friends made the number one of Maxim's hottest, sexiest, whatever it was. And I happened to see her that day. It was just a coincidence. I said, wow, congratulations. And she said, well, I don't know. It's not so great. And I said, why? She said, only one place to go from here. And I'll never forget that. And I've always thought about that. And it's true. When you're at number one, there's only one place you can go, and that's down. So I don't, I try not to get involved with the charts. That makes sense. What
1: about, like, all the award shows, like American Idol, like The Voice? I mean, do they work? I mean,
0: is it more for TV? I don't really have time to watch them. And, And, you know, all day I'm listening to singers and judging them. So the last thing I want to do at night, although I did watch recently The Voice, because two of the vocal coaches are my students, John Legend and Ariana Grande. And I watched and I have to say, I loved it. It was so much fun. I had no idea those shows were that much fun. And the judges, I mean, the vocal coaches have so much banter and fun, you know, shitty chat between each other and the kids were great. You know, your heart goes out to them because that must be, they're on the edge. Like, please, please. I want this to go well, but um, yeah, I've never been someone that spent a lot of time and I've been to those shows with people who are the guest stars singing, but I'm usually in the dressing room with them, warming them up. I go out, watch them while they perform, then we go back into the dressing room. So I never actually get to see the show. But I'm not on the set with them.
1: Think of all the t- think of all the hours you're saving by not watching all these TV shows. Yeah, exactly. What about what do you like best
0: about backstage
1: pass and being a podcast host?
0: Well, you know, it's so new to me that I, oh, that's a hard question. But I I have to say, every single time I do one of the interviews, I go, this is going to really help people who are younger, want to hear from their favorite celebrities, or just from anybody who's been successful. I go, this is going to be so helpful. Like, I know I would have loved it as a kid. And most of my guests have said I would have loved this when I was growing up to hear these people talk about their process because you know you don't really know. These people might just open their mouth and they start to sing. But when you hear they have anxiety, one of them really talks a lot about anxiety, feeling like they forgot how to sing sometimes, have to start over or get nervous. They meditate before the voice lesson because they're nervous about taking the voice lesson because they're nervous about me judging them. When you hear how human they are and vulnerable, I, th- I feel like it makes you love the person more, but I also feel like it gives you a pass and you go, oh, well, they're no different than me. So why am I not working harder to, to reach my goals? That's
1: true. Like I think you look at like a Katy Perry or an Ariana Grande and you just think, well, that's
0: easy for them. Yeah. And, and you know, there's an aspect that is easy for them and there's an aspect that's many aspects that's very hard for them. You know, they're human beings with feelings, they might have a headache or a stomach ache, right? Something bad, or you know, broke up with their boyfriend or anything could have happened. Things constantly happen. Their dog was rushed to the emergency bed. They're like, ah, I don't wanna sing. I wanna be with my dog. I don't wanna be on stage, you know, because they're human. So I feel like when you hear them talk about these things, it really opens up a whole new window. And I feel like they're talking about things that they normally never talk about because no one else is gonna either ask them these things or even know this aspect of them. You know, and I, I know they trust me because I'm certainly not going to put out anything bad. This isn't one of those I'm trying to catch them in some kind of wild, you know, moment. I'm not. There's plenty of podcasts that are for that, so. Yeah, so, and those are great too, but they're just not mine.
1: <laughs> no, they're not. No, I mean, listen, your your chat with Ariana was phenomenal and, you know, oh, thank you. it was great. Anyone that you. Funny,
0: right? Didn't you love? Isn't she hilarious? F- hilarious. She's funny. And so many of them will show you a sense of humor that they have. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, sorry. you can
1: interrupt me any, all you want. Have you, is there anyone like on your wish list that you just, you know, like it's a job and you're doing your job and you love all your students? Is there someone you would just love to have that phone ring and be like, so and so would like to come in for a lesson?
0: Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, you know I have to say pretty much everyone on my wish list I get to work with. I'm so lucky with that. you know so there's there's not you know each person you develop a special relationship with each person with them personally one on one, but also just your feeling towards them as an artist. you know what I mean? Like you like I enjoy most of them, even if I wasn't their teacher, I would enjoy hearing them sing. You know what I mean. And there are singers that I, I don't teach and I don't work with, but I enjoy hearing them sing. I get excited. Oh, so-and-so has an album coming out. That's exciting. I want to hear that. Even though they're not my student, I want to hear it. I get excited about them. And, I'm, and I always think to myself, oh, I hope their voice teacher is enjoying this. Like, I hope they have someone that they're, you know, connected with.
1: Well, these are my two self-indulgent questions of the hour. Have you ever worked with A, I mean, let's, let's just be stereotypical here. A, Madonna and B, share.
0: I have not worked with either one of them, no. Don't know them, haven't met them, never worked with them. So I know people who have worked with them, who really like them. One of my friends, um, Fred Taliksen, actually taught her to rollerblade. She did that video years ago where she was rollerblading and then they they did the video and on tour. And I will say he said, which wasn't surprising, hardest working person he had ever met in his entire life. He Madonna. Said hours, yeah without a break, without taking a phone call, without eating, without drinking, like she just worked really hard. And it didn't surprise me. I just thought, yeah, you don't become that big being lazy. And so I've always heard really great things about her from people who've worked with her, but I never have. So I'm sorry to disappoint you.
1: (laughs) There's nothing about this chat which has been disappointing. You know what I mean? You knew Erica Jane and you know Heather Dubrow. So, you know, there you go. (laughs) One day maybe you'll turn on the housewives and
0: oh no I will I mean well I watched the episode I was on you know the one I was on and it was really fun and I see why people love it it's so entertaining you know and it's so glamorous I mean they were all going to a dinner party and they were all dressed up and they all looked amazing and fabulous and so I can see why people enjoy it I I probably would enjoy it myself if I had the time but I'm so tired and I'm, I'm just ready to pass out like You'll watch it,
1: you'll say, wait a second, this isn't the same Lisa Renna, I know. This isn't, you know, it's oh, is that there's, true? There's a lot of drama that goes on, you know. Renna yeah. gets herself into some trouble at
0: times. Oh, she does. Well, you know, maybe she's changed since I was hanging out with her. She was always so sweet and so funny and with a great self-deprecating sense of humor. And and Harry has a, like a whole woo-hoo spiritual side to him which is great. And I know their beautiful daughter, Delilah, she took a few lessons.
1: She's doing well too, so.
0: Yeah, so they're survivors, you know? They're people who keep on doing, you know, moving forward in their life.
1: Lisa's a hustler, yeah. She, she hustles. Yeah. Is there anything you wanna also discuss? I'd like to give people a chance at the end. Anything I didn't bring up? Everyone needs to check out Backstage Pass for sure.
0: Yeah, I I just I I encourage people to listen because I think, like I said, I think you'll everyone will be inspired, even if they have nothing to do with the music business, although it is interesting to hear about these people's process. I give vocal tips at the end. So there's always some vocal tips that you can sing along to and do. Uh, I always say listen to the very end because there's usually a little Easter egg. Like, I don't know if you listen to the end of Ariana's and her Toulouse, her dog. Uh
1: I'm like 40, I'm like 45% through it. So I'm not even halfway through it, but what I've heard is great.
0: All right. You have to listen to the very, after the credits, there's a little surprise at the end.
1: I always finish I start and then I'm just like, okay, I'm going to come back to this, but it's great so far. So there's there's
0: like an Easter egg at the end. Oh yeah. And you'll really, really love it. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just feel like people will get inspired by it and I think they'll find it really interesting because, like I said, all of these people are talking about things they've never usually talked about, or even, you know, this is the thing I tried to do differently too. A lot of times people say, who were your inspirations? And then quite often it's a similar group of classic people, you know, but I'll ask like, for example, John Legend, he was talking about, you know, listening to singers who are great falsettos. And I was like, well, why? What is it about their falsetto? And he said, well, and then he started demonstrating. He demonstrates he sounds just like Prince and sings like Prince and says, this is why I loved his vibrato. And then he talks about other singers and why he loved their vibrato. So it's things that, you know, it goes beyond just, oh, I was inspired by Stevie Wonder. He'll say why he was, what it was that made him inspired. So I feel like it's a little bit different because of that.
1: It is. And listen, you're getting these people to actually, even if it's three sentences to sing. So yeah, exactly. That's, like, that's not a bad it's thing.
0: Vocal exercises. I don't think anyone's had a show where they actually do vocal exercises on the podcast. That was the first
1: thing I noticed with Ariana. I was like, oh, wait, she's actually singing. I was like huh.
0: what a beautiful voice right I mean she almost sounds like an opera singer when you hear her sing like that that's what everybody has said to me is like wow I, I knew she could do anything but I, I actually never thought about her being able to sound like that you know yeah and I don't even
1: know if I could picture John Legend singing like Prince false he sound. does
0: it and he also does some vocal exercises and yeah he's great it's a it's a great interview
1: and a little easter egg at the end of it, so that's great well yeah. look pu- tell us where everyone could find pushkin's done a great job with this where can everyone find backstage pass it's really it's available everywhere podcasts yeah. are found
0: yeah it's backstage pass with eric vitro at any place like spotify iheart apple podcast app any place you listen to a podcast i believe we're everywhere
1: amazon and now, just tell people again at the end. Now that you are on Instagram, if people would like to fo- follow you, where can they follow you
0: or the podcast? Well, my personal Instagram, which I've never like done this before, is Eric Vitro finally, and it's V E T R O. For some reason, people always spell it wrong, but it's V E T R O. Eric Vitro finally, and then the the one that the podcast company like puts a lot of content, the videos of me giving vocal tips because I give vocal tips on videos too. Uh, that is, uh, backstage pass EV, my initials, EV, V as a Victor. See, people
1: are now going to like, you know, make, leave comments. You're going to respond. You're, you're going like, to you're like turning red when you give out your Instagram. You're going to have to get used to this because you are a podcast host.
0: Well, David, I'm, I'm learning from you. You know, you're a really good listener. Like you're really engaged and you really listen. That's so great. I, I'm learning from you as we do it. I, a few times tonight, I was thinking, oh, remember that you got to remember that he's really good at this, like follow his lead. That's so I'm. Do.
1: And you know what also like nobody really says anything, but like when I go back and listen to like my first shows, I like literally cringe granted. I'm not really well, like, you know, some people like Lisa Renna says she can't watch herself on TV. I really can't listen to my own podcast, but when I listened to my early episodes, I literally cringe, like as much as I can't listen to it. So like, you know, not that yours are bad, Like yours are great. But just, yeah, like you learn things as you go along. But I thought yours were great. But you learn things as you go along.
0: Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're so natural at it. I mean, it really is like having a conversation. So I felt pretty comfortable too, because it's like having a and I feel like I know you do people say that to you. Like
1: the one thing I hear all the time is it's like people say it's like listening to two friends talk. That's like the one thing they say over and over. It's relaxed. It's casual. You know, when, you know, yeah, that's what they say.
0: And then you get to know people. I feel like I've talked to you before. Like I know you and we haven't.
1: (laughs) We have never spoken.
0: No, but I feel very comfortable.
1: But we will keep in touch. I will, you know, I'll let you know when this is coming out. I'll slip into your DMs if you even know what that is.
0: No, but there's someone somewhere-
1: sends you a message and they say like, hi, I'll like, say, you know, so you'll know when this is coming out. Like there's a message box to check on Instagram.
0: Someone uh, on the podcast company that set them up said, I'm going to explain everything to you. soon." like, I'm doing a little, I know how to like, so I've been liking, that's a huge thing for me. That's a I step in how- the right direction. I put a few pictures of my dog on Eric Vitro finally. Uh, my dog is really, really pretty. Oh, you can't see her. I don't know where she is. But anyway, uh, so I put pictures of her and um, and a few other things. My favorite quote I just put on yesterday. So I know a few things, but I don't know really how. I'm not an expert.
1: I'm going to check it out. With the, the messages are like if people love an episode, like they might comment under, but a lot of times they send you a message, which you have to click a message box and then they're all there. Oh, before right. you realize that you're missing,
0: probably half of the people that are telling you how much they love your show. All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, what? I I'm calling my friend right now and saying, you got to show me this. It's easy. You it's gotta, like, I need to know this.
1: So I'll send you a message on there so we can keep in touch. But this was a lot of fun. You can come back anytime.
0: Oh, All right. I would love to. And, and when i the Housewife, I'll let you know if there's another one that comes in.
1: I don't even know if Heather Dubrow will re- remember being on this show, but you can tell her that, you know, you no, were just, just on the show. And I, in just say that the host of the show behind the velvet of David in between asking about Ariana Grande and Katy Perry and Sean Mendez and Bette Midler, all those people were pushed aside and he wanted to talk about Heather Dubrow.
0: Fancy pants.
1: Fancy pants. And we can call her Heather Kent. We, we like know our Heather Kent
0: too. Other page cat, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to tell her, and and I guarantee you, she'll remember. She's one of those people that remembers and remembers everything. She met someone at my house, an actress, when she came in one day, and she said, "Oh, remember I met you?" And it was like something like 19 years ago, and you were just coming in, I was leaving, I was, and they're like, "Oh my god, how does she remember that?" But Heather's that type, you know.
1: She was on with Terry. It was both of them when they had a book to promote about one of their diets. Oh, okay. She's probably going to say to you, oh my God, what did you tell him? What did you say? Because I think she got a bunch of press when she was on my show. Not, not bad press, but she got a bunch of headlines. So I'm sure she's going to say, what did you say about me? And is this going to make the news? Watch, you'll see.
0: Ah, oh, that's so funny. All right. I'm, but it was all,
1: it was all PG related, right? We, you know.
0: Hey. All love. All love. So
1: I really appreciate this. Everyone needs to check out Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro and really keep in touch. This was so much fun.
0: Okay, I will. This was great. I really enjoyed it, dude.
1: I appreciate it. Don't work too hard. You either. I won't. All right. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear,